All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Another week, another real-life podcast brought to you by our friends at Rig Hand Distilleries, makers of Nation Vodka, makers of Brum, erasers of memories. Yes. Got a, got a whole new crew in here today. Got Rotating cast. Rotating cast, like a Wu-Tang album. Absolutely. We've got Nation Dan and Nation Chris in here. Too deep. Well, Nation Dan's always here, but today's got the good mic. Yeah, he's got Chris the Bob Barker. as well. Welcome. Hi. How you doing, buddy? Good. This is intense. It's crazy. I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. Yukon made us do it. Yeah. Okay. It got real. It's cool. Well, it's exciting times down here in the warm room. It's the warm room? Oh, yeah. It's very warm. Yukon you said are... we needed headphones because our levels were out of control. And our plosives. Do you know what a plosive is? Never heard of it. So when you go into the mic, the sound everybody just heard, they're wow. like, why the hell did he just do that? We used to do that too much. A lot, actually. There you go. Uh, I can See, you backed too. way off, though. And now we I don't did. do it as much. See, that's what UConn said to do. Yeah. Back amazing. way off if you're doing that shit. And he was listening like week over week, so we had to actually do everything he said. Because I was like, oh, whatever. He's a big star. He'll get bored of it. Nope. He still listens all the time. That's Shout out to UConn. So he's listening right now. Oh, he's listening. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Just no so you know. I'm nervous. No UConn is listening to you. Always. Even uh, when you're not in the podcast, UConn mm-hmm. is listening. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. How you doing? Great. 
Good. Recently got, married. Recently married. Yep. Flossing. Ring. Watch. Check. Check. Everything's balling over there. Life's good. How was the wedding? How is that going down? Tell it us a little bit about fantastic. it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the day went better than ever imagined. So uh, At the Old Timer's Cabin. Old Timer's Cabin. Beautiful Edmonton River Valley. Yep. Uh, not a lot of people know it's there. You yeah. you drive up Scona Road. like Some people do it daily and they don't know the Old Timer Cabin. I drive past it all the time. Yeah. No idea it was there. Interesting. Yeah, I've, the, I've been there. Beautiful room, log cabin, whole thing. Oh yeah, the the day was beautiful. Like everyone was outside on the balcony, soaking up the sun. Yeah, it was nice and cool out soaking there. Soaking up booze on your tab. That's right. Was what great. was the liquor order looking like? Not in terms of money, but what had you ordered for everybody? Uh, if I can remember, I remember we got uh, three different kinds of beer. There's Corona, Bud Light, and. Uh, do you guys remember? I don't corona, know. that's fancy. This is like, I'm pretty sure the nation table burned through most of those corona. bloody yeah. import stuff. Yeah, and I would I would wonder even more so uh, than what you had ordered originally. What was left over? Yeah, not a lot left over. <laughs> yeah. There was a six there was, limes and a yeah cork. This is like a half of a Bud Light or something. In a there were moments of panic at the end of the <laughs> night, like. Man, we ran out of vodka. We're running out of beer. Like Chris, what do we do? And people are like coming up to me, super drunk, asking, like, like offering themselves to go to the liquor store. Yes. And I was like, No, there's like 15 <laughs> minutes to last call. We're okay. And they're like, We need more booze. But overall, it was great. Lots of wine left over. Oh. Uh, the week after, we went to Canmore for our honeymoon, and for some reason, there were seven opened bottles of white wine. Uh, nothing drank out of them. So I had to drink. Uh, had to drink had to, egg milk. Had they to, were going to go tough. bad. They were going to yeah. go bad. Oh, so I had to bad. drink them. Wow. I hate when I have to drink. It's a lot to ask of a man. So you yeah. went, you went Corona. You went Bud Light and an unremembered beer. Unremembered beer. Did you do shots for the guests? There was. Uh, we got tequila. <laughs> Only one forty of tequila. Nice. Biggest biggest mistake of the wedding. Yeah. Uh, we could have burned through that just our table alone. I think big tea time table. It went very quickly, yes. and I I don't know. That was one of those things. Um, I just remember the last minute, like, hey, we need stuff for shots. So we, we just threw in a, we added a tequila to that. Sure. Towards the end of the night, it got to the point where people were like, yeah, we want to do shots. We want to do shots. There's no tequila. Okay, let's do, do a shot shots of vodka. Of... Like we're in the Russian Navy. Yeah. No, we, and then we bought... I remember doing shots of rum and it's just oh, like nice. bad. Yeah. We bought four forties of vodka, which I thought was a ton. And it was the first thing to go out. Oh yeah. Um, vodka goes with anything though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Driving, surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drank a fifth of vodka. Mixed. Dare me to drive? Because yeah. huh? yeah. we were doing a uh, I don't remember who at the table. It might have been Mandy's. They were doing some super super beers were coming out a little bit. Oh, dear. Yeah. Super Those will get you. Yeah, and then we just had like the usual. We had some uh, dark rum, mm-hmm. uh, white rum. Delish. Um, so a lot of highballs going out. to the Lots guests. of highballs. Yeah. Not a lot of people drink beer on weddings because... Really? Well... My train of thought is uh, you're going to eat a big meal. You don't want to get bloated with the beer. True. And you're just celebrating, so might as well go hard. But yeah. it was super hot, though, so the beers are going down real nice. True. Real nice. Well, it was hot. It was hot after the the speeches and everything. The AC and that yeah. old-timers cabin is legendary. Set to old-timers? It was amazing. Yeah, it was just a it man was... with a fan up in the raft. It was just kind of blowing <laughs> I've on been you. here since 1934. Yeah. <laughs> it was freezing cold in there for a while. It was. It just, during the sp- then it got spicy. Oh, for real? And she got spicy. During oh, the speeches, yeah. the AC, like they were planning for the dance, so rightfully so. But it was a little too early, I think, and people were, I was freezing, but it was great. Oh, so it was the other way. It was, it was too cold. Yeah, and then once the dance started, AC was still going, but 
just didn't matter. She, like she couldn't stop. Everyone the, was a sweaty mess. She couldn't it's stop the great. heat. That's that every summer wedding I've ever been to. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. The girls would, come away looking perfect, and every guy walks out yeah. with like a shirt super untucked, and like <laughs> you lose a dress shoe and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's pictures from the end of the night where we're just like doing drunken selfies with each other, and I'm looking at them the next day. I'm like, oh man, it's the one eye half open kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a good time. No, it was a blast. It was, it was lots of planning. We planned for two years. And uh, it just went by, like, that's the one thing everyone told me about the, your wedding day is that it's going to fly by, and that's not a lie at all. It's just, like, blink oh of God. an eye, and it's over, and then you're just back to regular and life. you're just left with a marriage, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, that's, yeah. When you originally said we planned for two years, I was like, that's it? But I realized what you're talking about was you're planning your wedding, not you planned on your marriage lasting. For oh, time. it's like a lease, a lease <laughs> yeah. on a car. Two There's one marriage, guy who's ever going to be back. married for all eternity. It's yeah. Chris. Hey? Like, Absolutely. I don't understand. I'm the nicest man in the world. Of course I'm married forever exactly. and ever. Exactly. Well, good job, buddy. Congratulations. Thank so, you. So there's four people in this room right now. Two are happily married. Two are not. Bag milk, you're next. Huh? No? Ah. Do you think that you won't get married before me? I don't know. It's hard to say. I'll bet on you. I'd bet on you because I know me. Yeah, I know me too, though. That's true. I you just do like know you. I, you know, it's just like a whole thing. Like I was kind of laughing, and you know, no offense, Chris, but like during the wedding where he's just like at the end, he's like, and by the power invested in me by the government of Alberta, uh-huh. and I'm just like, oh, how romantic. Ah, uh, just that the was the thing is weird. Yeah, he had to. He had to throw in like some legal obligations. Oh, definitely. Stuff, I know he has to do it. It's just like a very odd because you're entering in a contract essentially. And uh-huh. you're like, what, what, yeah. It's like the biggest business decision of your life. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things to do in the show, Chris, is to ask Bag Milk about his love life because he gets super uncomfortable about uh-huh. it. I find it quite entertaining. I've asked for his origin story on numerous occasions, asking about his game and whatnot. No man wants to get married. Yeah, no, the thing is... You're missing that part in the logic of like, I'm not going to get married because I don't want to. Yeah. It isn't up to you. No, it's never up to you. And I saw a post about Mrs. Milk. Mm. Miss Milk, because you're not married yet. And it said, shout out to the Mrs. one more year in your 20s till you're old and shitty like the rest of us. That's right. Happy um, birthday, by the when, way. When was her birthday? Uh, Saturday. Oh. The 7th? Yeah, Saturday the 7th. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, when that three goes in front of her age, you are going to wake up one morning and look over, and she can be lying under her bed like this. What's and going you're on? Like, what's the matter? You want? What, you want some coffee or something? No, I don't want any coffee, bag milk. I don't. I don't want any coffee. I want you to make an honest woman of me, you asshole. I've moved across the world for you. Yeah, nine years ago. Yeah, and every day is going to be like that until until you pop the question, or until she kills me. Oh, yeah. She does come from a background in a country full of criminals. That's true. So it is in her blood. So you go to take a knee. She thinks you're proposing, but then you go down on both knees and do like the Jesus pose. Like she in bludgeons. Reservoir Dogs. And you're just like, do it. <laughs> That's going to be your proposal? And when she refuses yes. to kill you, then you're by logic married? Pretty much. I think that's how that works. That's romantic. Well, well I'm a hopeless romantic, Chris. What can I say? They say <laughs> romance is dead. Yeah. Well, bag milk's dead in this scenario. <laughs> Speaking of marriage, and this is a wicked segue that we hadn't even plotted oh, out. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh. My boy Beebs. Can you believe it? Pop the question to Stephen Baldwin's daughter. I was... My God in heaven. It's almost like a competition. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson got engaged super quickly. Now Beebs and uh, Haley Baldwin. 
These kids, these these ki- millionaire kids, they're just going out there and getting it done. Well, first of all, go ahead. I don't understand what the hell is even happening because I don't remember seeing Haley Baldwin in any Belieber events. I don't remember her buying purple when Justin Justin told us all to wear purple because it was his favorite color. I bet you she hasn't seen Never Say Never the Bieber movie a hundred times. Or I watched some of us it about it. two weeks ago. It's a good movie. It's great. Have you seen Believe? No, I haven't watched it's it. That good. was like douchey. That was douchey yeah. Biebs. That was trying to bring douche Biebs like into like he's nice again. Yeah. Whereas the Never Say Never is just. I was worried about him for a while. What is Biebs? happening? Right yeah, now? I thought he was going to go full douche. Hey, don't you worry about this. This is cutting stuff, Dan. Boy, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't think that Bieber at 25 should be getting engaged to Haley Baldwin. He has got. No, no, no. You know who he should be getting engaged to? Selena, Selena. Gomez. Yes. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping that they would get back together, fairy tale thing, and then she would ride in a pumpkin or whatever. How great. do you think she's doing right now? Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. How would you be doing if we'd been in with Justin Drew Bieber for years and years and years, and then he went to the shitty Baldwin's shitty daughter? Seriously. I'd and be torn up. We talked about this with hockey players. Biebs, you've got a lot of time to get married, man. Oh. You, there is a whole wide world out there, if you know what I'm saying, Chris. <laughs> Don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole wide world out there for oh. him, and I was just surprised that he's trying to lock it down this quickly. I've, I assumed he was having a great time. With being Biebs? Well, that's the thing, though. I don't think being Biebs is actually all that fun. Why is that? Well, I think that having that much spotlight on you for that long, I think that, I mean, so what? He, he busted him when he was about 15. Something like that, sure. He's about 24, 25 now. So he's pushing yeah. a decade of this bullshit. You can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Screaming is only fun for so long, and people are screaming and yelling at you all the time. You haven't had a real conversation with anybody in years, because everybody you look at works for you and is like, whatever you say, Justin. So I don't know what the hell Haley Baldwin brings to the table, but hopefully he's found what he wants. I just can't imagine this being a good idea. No. Maybe. If you were to say, guess right now, you're putting a time limit on it. How long does this thing go for? I don't think they'll even get married. Oh, ballsy. Chris, oh. Chris, as the most recently married person here, what the do you authority think? on you, marriage. I think Haley um, brings Justin's life like back to reality and calms him down a bit. Brings him into the Baldwin clan. That's right. I, but You're right. He's in the Baldwin clan. That's right. He is, I he give is it five now years. Alec... Five years? Yeah. He is Alec Baldwin's... Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're married to someone and it's your uncle-in-law, that's nothing. Yeah, uncle-in-law. That's not a thing, is That's, it? Sure. I mean, it's kind of a thing when they're a Baldwin, though. It I is feel now. like. How is Stephen Baldwin going to profit off of this? That's what I want to Oh, he's got to. Because he's, he's up to kooky shit now, isn't oh, he? Oh, kooked out. Yeah. It's Big Trump guy. Religion this, Trump yeah. that. It's all insane. And I remember the guy from Biodome that had the weird braids in his hair. That was a great movie. And he was amazing in Usual Suspects. Oh, I always go back movie. to Usual Suspects of Stephen Baldwin. I'm like, well, he always has Usual Suspects. He is very good in that movie. He, th- that whole movie is great, which is weird now because the whole Kevin Spacey thing, Kaiser Sose, and you're just like, oh, come on, man. I love this movie. <laughs> Turns out Kevin Spacey was playing a trick on all <laughs> yeah. of us the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Dan, I know you don't care. This is the worst. Give me I'm a little just, something about just the movie. Just give me something. Oh, that's what everybody else, the listeners are, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, what celebrity couple lasts more than six months these days? Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and Rita Wilson. Oh. Oh. It's his birthday today. Nice Shout out Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. He looks great, too. I saw Amazing. him shirtless. But he, wasn't, did you? but he wasn't married at 25. Oh, that, that I do not know. I, I, don't I, do I doubt it. Show. I doubt he was married at 25. Yeah. It's, a, it's I mean, there's there's got to be a business decision behind it. It's a Baldwin. There has to be. 
Um, well, I think no. Biebs want the business decision. He's getting that prenup, son. Haley yeah. Baldwin coming within a hundred feet of a Justin Bieber engagement ring is the most lucrative thing <laughs> yeah. she'll ever do in her time. On yeah, her like she does the modeling thing, and God bless. But like he's got he's got bills in the bank. What is so it? she? So she'll be doing a lot of the work to keep this one alive, keep Biebs happy, of course. And uh, much yeah. like Chris's marriage, he is the king of the castle. No. Although, are you the king? <laughs> no, Chris isn't anywhere close to the king of the castle, and I'll tell you why. Chris was away last week, went and did a little ref camp, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. We talk about that. We're all big brother people in this room. You damn right. Nope. Chris was. <laughs> Dan's got these weird grudges that he holds against shows. And fair like enough. Fair work. enough. Fair enough. So last week, Chris was gone, yet his wife watched all three episodes. Sans Chris, no waiting. At the at the castle milk, that shit don't fly. Holy smokes! So this now he's a, playing catch. This up. could last shorter marriage than the Bieber Baldwin marriage. He's, now he's playing catch up for three episodes while also having another three episodes this week. This is a prior discussion we had before I left for the week. <laughs> they did lay down ground. Caitlin, yeah. Caitlin had a discussion, and I said it's cool. We're saying names. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, she's she's, she's cool. Um, and I said, it's cool if Caitlin wants to watch all the Big Brother episodes. So now I'm just have my hands tied because now there are more Big Brother episodes coming this week and I'm going to struggle to watch the old ones. So it might take me a while to bounce back. Is that one of the worst things about relationships is the TV the show? hell are you looking at me for, Dan? I don't know nothing about watching. no relationships. I think it might be. Uh, managing TVs? Yeah, trying to watch. Totally. Like, trying to watch a show. It's like, ah, well, I you got your couple TV shows, and then you got your own TV shows yeah. that you watch on your own time. You got a separation of church and state. Mm. Yes, I like it. That's I like right. It. But then, like most shows, are we both are into. So pretty much all, like ninety percent of shows are couple TV shows. So that's why you should marry somebody completely opposite from you that doesn't like any of the shows you like, right? And then you'll learn to like each other's shows. Exactly. Uh, and then you'll just never watch TV together. And There's no fun. way Miss Milk's gonna like the shows that I like. She's not sitting down to watch Teen Mom with me. No way. She should be. She should, but she, she doesn't. Should support I don't, well, you. I don't uh, begrudge her for it. It's one of my guilty pleasures. It was like when I used to watch Honey Boo Boo. Oh, she wouldn't watch Honey Boo Boo with me. Did you see the photo of Mama June? You, come on. Of course I did. Good gravy. What happened there? Amazing. Everything. Unbelievable. She's had one of everything at the plastic surgeon. She's not one of those. She, uh, they did she str- take care of the toe. Oh, the sugar toe. Yeah, I keep I keep wanting to find out about the toe, but I always uh, forget I about know. it. Remember where there's flies? There's weird the bugs on they it. They must have fixed the toe. Have to. Got to. You can't fix the rest and not deal with the toe. No, you're right. Yeah. Let's take a break. Time. Let's talk to Dan about getting his life priorities in order, and being more interested in Justin Bieber. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group, join the family. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Jap Equipment. They had all the boys out there a couple weeks back at the shop where they have all sorts of massive packers and crushers and decrushers and lifter uppers and smasher downers. That was honestly, honestly, little three-year-old Dan's best time of his life. That, like, bar none. You just, when, when I sat in those, those giant machines and I'm thinking, man, I used to have one one eighth the size of this at home and i was dreaming about that 
when I was a kid, and here I am working for Oilers Nation. Just some idiot in Japan. Crushing shit. Having, having us down to, to have a time. Chris was good at it, too. Like, you, you, you seem to figure things out quite quickly. I have a history uh, running a Packer. You do? Yeah. Well, back when no, I... Wonders were, ever cease, bag milk. Go on. I uh, worked for the town of Two Hills for four summers. And uh, <laughs> there was some minor Packer work there. But, but there is uh, nothing more manly than being in that big scoop machine and uh, crushing that barrel. Let yeah. me tell you. Chris was whipping that thing around like he'd been born in it. It was. I felt very like too comfortable in it. Really? Mm-hmm. My little nephew, Indy, who is son of Jappa. Happy birthday, Indy, by the way. I Happy birthday. That. Really? It's you guys so nice. many people's birthdays. Unbelievable. He was three on the fourth. Bless his little heart. He came home one day and looked at me and went, I drove a skid steer. And I'm like, okay, you have a toy skid steer. And then... His dad was like, no, actually, he went in skid steer and worked all the levers. I'm like, well, the boy has passed me on the man ladder. I am still the bottom of the thing. So an actual three-year-old is very thrilled about it, but he doesn't get to work the levers. So I can imagine that coming back later on. Well, shout out to Jappa. We appreciate their support. Getting back to it, boys, I'll tell you. This is kind of like a pre-show tryout show when you already know who's already on the team of the Oilers Nation podcast that's coming this fall. Yeah, we're going to do it. Actually, we got a couple more podcasts coming. So I'm going to do the micro podcast coming yeah. up, and then the, all of us, along with Coom, who is now this fucking guy, he picks a time to go on a vacation, quick two weeks, bounce into Europe. He's going to have a good time. He's going to be in England, and they just advanced into the World Cup oh. what, semis. Yep, and he'll be in England for if they're in the final. For anybody else but Coom, that's exciting. Coom will spend his afternoon in a darkened room plugged into AI <laughs> while England burns around. I was just going to say, I can't wait to watch the Coom selfies when the entire city is just burning around him. That's amazing. And there he is with the big smile on his oh, face. Oh, yeah. He's the Joker. Speaking of which, they put out a hilarious, uh, it was kind of like a PSA in the London Times, telling people not to drink too much during the World Cup. <laughs> and I was just like, have you ever met English people, London Times? Come on. Anyway, I was in, so was it 2016? I was in Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was mental. Oh, man. It was the drunkest mess I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Like, the hotel I was staying in was where the parade route was. I think the whole city was parades, but like, there was basically like a phalanx of security preventing drunk people from just rushing in the hotel and puking everywhere. Like, what a disaster. I can only imagine. England at this World Cup semis because when's the last time they went this far? I don't even remember. I don't. Like I don't know if 50s. they have. The f- have did they win the World Cup ever? in like the fifties or something? I don't think they've ever played soccer before this year. If only we could look. If only the world's computers were linked together in some sort of network. I thought England was banned from the World Cup until this year. Banned from the World Cup? How do you know less about the World Cup than you do about Justin Bieber's sex life? Nineteen sixty-six. Ah, yes. Oh, oh no, maybe it was held in England. Hang on, cute. Cool. Looking, 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 looking. Quickly, Chris, distract us with the story. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. The Oilers Nation podcast coming this fall, though, is going to be the Chris, Bag Milk, Dan and Coom. Yep. Talking and, uh, exclusively Oilers stuff. The core four. Well, a little bit. Well, mostly Oilers, but I'm also going to fuck with them a lot. Who? With Your co-hosts? Oh, I, oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to bring back kind of like the North by North grads. We're going to bring back the games and the punishments and the... It's going to be shenanigans. Good show. Good Ridiculous show. Ridiculous ideas. Good show. Yeah, we're going to... It's going to be a thing. And it's going to be a, a weird thing. And I'm looking forward to it. And you're going to be doing double duty on both shows. Yeah. A three. You're yeah, yeah. Because micro- I'm turning from a written word into a voice man. 
I'm, uh, it's it's a thing though, you know what I mean? Like so now with Bag Milk to Go, which is going to be the micro podcast I'm doing, I'm pretty much set up. I'm just waiting for approvals on the various places that I'm going to be sharing it to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Testing out my microphones. I got little lapel mics. I can do all of this from my phone. You're not going to use this rig? I, no, I can do it all from my phone. So the plan is that no oh, matter where phone. I'm at, there's a there's a great app on your phone that you can download now called Anchor, and you can record a podcast. Anchor. Anchor, C H. Ah, that makes more sense. And then, well, anger would be sweet because I have an anger app. It just know, electrocutes you every time you press a button. Depending what the weather's doing, might get angry. But uh, yeah, and then you can record on your phone. You can kind of move segments around with your fingers like a slider, and then you just broadcast it everywhere. Super I remember cool. when we first met, and you're like, "I don't like public appearances, and I don't like talking." Now you're on the radio 10 days a week. You got five podcasts and a Christian spoken word album coming out at Christmas, I'm told. Can't yes. wait for that. Called Vo- Be With You and Also With Me, Bagged Milk. Voice, voice is the future. And uh, Bagged Milk's voice is the future. The future. Mm-hmm. I like talking. Do you? And uh, you're very good at it. Whether or not people want to listen to it, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And that's the point of things here because we just give it a try. You might as well give it a shot. College try and see what happens. Give her the old college try. That was my approach to college. And? Graduated. Nice. You wouldn't believe it, but I did. So uh, it worked. It did. Mm-hmm. It did work indeed. Yeah. No, give her the, that's what I say, though. Give her the old try. At least you're trying something. Yeah, so Oilers Nation podcast is going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about Oilers a lot more than we do here. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to you know have some fun and be goofy and try to make sense of this crazy world we call Edmonton. And the plan for the real life show, as we get a little bit further to hockey season, is to now we've got the capacity because of Dan's genius to take remote interviews we're going to start getting a lot more players on the show and we're going to talk to them about real life yeah just about what's going on what's happening like uh gregor did an interview with kyle brodziak yeah on the site today amazing and he asked a bunch of questions that had nothing to do with hockey but his kids and shit and that's kind of i think what we're going for if they've got kids and shit or you know what they spent their first paycheck on one time when i was a kid kyle brodziak worked at the golf course i played at mm. and the squire, whom I knew at the time, said, see that guy over there? Cl- scrubbing hooks, as we called it in the day. Yeah, because he was a bag, t- bag shop boy. I heard that guy's a really good hockey player. And I was like, what's his name? Kyle Brodziak. I'll remember that, I said, because I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm a grown-ass man. He's still in the NHL. This guy's been in the league for like 2,000 years. Yeah. Like, well, there's seventh round pick once upon a time remarkable. in 2003. Remarkable. He's got like the 29th most points in his draft year. He was drafted in the seventh round. That's remarkable. Cool. I'm I'm actually very happy he's coming home to end things. It, it'll probably be at the end of his career here. Right? Yeah, I, I think, think so. He's 34. He'll be, yeah, he'll be done after this. I like how in hockey player years, 34 is just like Gandalf the wizard old. But in real life, you're like, oh, 34 doesn't sound so bad. Well, yeah, I was I was at the lake for the long weekend. We were just kind of talking and uh, my brother-in-law's like, oh, he's getting old. This guy playing that they brought in Kyle Brodziak, 34. Can you believe it? I'm like... Fuck, I'm 33. It just makes oh. me sound ancient. Wait a minute, you're in your 50s. Shut up, guy. <laughs> Shut up, old. Yeah. That's almost scary because if you retire at 34 as an NHL player, you have to think of something to do for the rest of your life. Well, that's there's a documentary by uh, ESPN called Broke. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it kind of focuses on what these guys do after they leave pro sports. And it's super interesting. I'm writing that Sad down. in a lot of ways because some Sad. of them do not go so well. The NFL yeah. is what, like 26% of players are successful after. What do they the say? Them are broke. If you're a pro athlete, it's like there's a 75% chance you'll be bankrupt within three years yeah. of Man. retirement and an 80% chance you'll be divorced within five. But that's, I guess, what we get when these 14-year-olds 
uh, start living a life that a normal 14 year old shouldn't. Well, they get, they get entourages that surround them and just like, yeah. you know, the squire seeing Brodziak at the golf course, knowing of him then, you know, he's got Brodziak. So Brodziak has a circle of friends that kind of, you know, attach on and, and Kyle being the good guy that he is, maybe he throws a couple of ducats at his, at his buddy for an investment, you know, in his, in his first year of retirement. And then, Never sees that that money come back. And, I have an NHL buddy who threw mad dollars at everything we were doing, and not a single dollar's been lost. <laughs> What's up? You know who you are, but I know you're not listening. Well, it's like you look at Terrell Owens. Dude made a mint, lost $80 million. He's like, didn't have the NFL paycheck still coming in, yet he was still spending like he had them right. coming in. Bad mix, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you live that lifestyle, and you just get accustomed to it. They're not just getting in, settling down in a little two-bedroom condo, you know? They should be. It's tough, right? Because I think that your fr- your life is so front end loaded with investments. Or sorry, with uh, with excitement. You're 19. You got the world by the balls. You're Bieber, right? And then you're at 33, like you say. You're trying to figure out what to do with the rest of your life. I know he's an unpopular dude in this city, but I'm I like him a lot. Mike Comrie. The fact that he is now working with an investment bank to help players not squander their money. I think it's super important that players or former players. Talk to current players. Sure. If you're 19, you're not listening to shit. If you're 23, though, and you got a few million in the bank and you're still not listening to shit, I think it's guys like Kyle Brodziak, Kyle Brodziak who actually do okay because they yeah. kind of didn't have that like crushing expectation to start out. They've just sort of continued to climb, right? If you're a business person, odds are you spend your 20s with your head up your ass. Then you move into your 30s and start to figure shit out. But it isn't until you're, generally speaking, you know, 35 to 45, they actually start, if you're going to be successful, to start being successful. But by that point, it's fine. Like your entourage, as you say, Dan, of like weirdos and shit, they've had to go and figure out other things to do. It's people who, in the NBA, I think is like really bad for this because their salaries are much, much higher. But like they'll employ people to just sort of kick it. Yeah. Yep. That's a tough one. Yeah. But that's the thing is if you're 19 and an established NHL player who had a great career is telling you what to do. You might be listening exactly. to instead of just some dude in a suit. And a guy like Carmen doesn't need to do shit because he's not only NHL rich, but he's brick rich. Yeah, he's got that brick money. But well, I, th- I think in that in that documentary too broke, they were talking about how the the NFL and the NBA now bring in former players to tell their story about how broke they are. Yeah, how- but. I think guys look at guys like that and go, well, that's because you're stupid. Yeah, there's like my Lamborghini is going to go up in value because the rims are gold. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like a lot of uh, they just like there's a lot of alphas in one place, right? And you don't get to that spot without being ultra competitive. So I could also see a guy being like, oh, fuck this guy. I'm not taking his advice. I'm going to go open those series of car dealerships with my boys. Well, that's what's interesting is like, what are you pissing your money away into? Right? Like, Chris, if you were an NHL player, and let's just pretend that you're 34 years old, an NHL player, what would you go and do when you're done? When I'm done? Let's pretend you were marginally smart with your money and you've got some. What would you go and do when you're done? Well, you'd obviously want to stay in the field somehow. Would you? Yeah, I would. And like either, well, coaching is a, is a step up. But like if you're an NHL player, you wouldn't want to get into like being a trainer or something like that. Like right now, I think being a trainer for a team would be cool. If I played... 15 years in the NHL, I probably wouldn't think being a trainer is cool. But I would Let's definitely want to stay in the field like Matt. Like Gary Roberts has got it kind of talking, doing what you're talking about. He's he trains yeah. all those guys in the summer, long career. You know what? That's, yeah, that's different. That's cool. I guess like a, yeah, some kind of skills coach, some kind of off-season development, like a, a mentor. I think it depends to your experience in the league mm-hmm. to begin with. Like if you, if you enjoyed your time in the NHL, you're going to want 
to stick around with the NHL. But if you've if you've plugged away and you've had you know signed your seven hundred thousand dollar contracts the whole time, like what's Zach Stortini doing? I just saw he signed a new one year deal for an AHL team. Like Charlotte what's he going to do when he shuts her down? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's a guy who's plugged away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably made a you know a decent chunk of change over the ten years, but is it enough to just shut her down for the rest of your life? Probably not. If I was a player, and let's pretend I was a below average intelligence as a player, which I think isn't a big leap, mm-hmm. I would go to like Europe and be a coach or some shit. So I'd go somewhere where the fact that I'm a Canadian former NHL player has a lot of weight, and I would go to like Austria, where my income is tax-free, and I can sit there and kick it for two or three years. So I think the hardest part of being an NHL player, and I know a few who've retired and, and talked to them drunkenly about it, is like the day you walk into a room and nobody's heads turn anymore to look at you. Uh, right? I think that's where, especially if you're in a market like Edmonton, yeah. right? Like arguably Kyle Brodziak can still go to the pint and have heads turn because we remember every oiler or the children of former oilers. That's when I saw Len Esau's son playing baseball, the prospects, Danny, remember <laughs> legend, legend, legendary D man. Um, but they say that like that takes a real sh- shot to the ego. Mm-hmm. And now then also, all your peers that were in the league, once you're out, your phone stops ringing, right? Because they're on the road, they're still doing things, and it's hard because I think what a lot of players miss about the game the most, they say, you hear them talk about, is the camaraderie, yep. being in the room, right? So you go from having like 30 brothers to having no brothers, and you're on your own with no brothers, no money, and the babes may not also be that interested in you. So I think like getting out of that environment where you're like, I remember when I bought a Porsche at that dealership, and you just go to an entirely new country and reset. Yeah, I never thought of idea. it that way. Yeah, and it's it's a like they've been amongst a team environment, like being the king of the castle since they were 15 years old. So younger. it could be younger than that. So to just literally go from that for 15, 20 years, and then just absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. cold turkey, like that's got to hurt. And then you're like, sweet, no practice today. What's that, a butter tart? And then next thing you know, whammy. Yeah. You don't fit into any of your old suits. Seriously. Keith Kachuk. Oh, yeah. Keith Kachuk doesn't give 10 shits. <laughs> no. He's got millions in the bank. He's got a Bud Light keg in his house, and it is Sippo Clock forevermore. And I'm not judging him on his body weight at all. Oh, he's, he's, he's all right. Hey, Two man. boys in the game, too. He's probably their manager. If I was, you know what, if I was Keith Kachuk, I'd be doing the same thing. If I could. Because that's what I, I was just thinking while you guys were talking about what I would do. If I had a little chunk of change, that was my next question. Go I would probably go somewhere cheap and just kind of live, live my life, get myself some low. You'd be back on PP Island, wouldn't you? Or just somewhere in that area where it's super cheap and <laughs> Kobe beautiful. Kobe and... Copenhagen. Yeah, just... any of the Thai islands. Wait a minute, is that sixty-year-old guy still partying again? Why like... is he wearing an Oilers jersey? Yeah, that's I think like what the I Dustin would do. Dustin Penner lifestyle, hundred percent. Where he's just fake DJing and keeping his tooth out. Exactly. I unfollowed him the other day. Did you? A giant act of Oilers her- heroism. What like, you know do? what, Penner? I'm out. The statute <laughs> yes. of limitations on this goddamn account have breached their limits. I do not care if you're DJing. Felt great. I wonder what a Dustin Penner DJ set is like. Well, if it was anything like his career in hockey, it's lazy. He never takes anything <laughs> into the corners and doesn't live up to expectations, but makes a lot of money. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Alberta is where you find hard-working hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com. 
We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our good friends at sumojerky.com. Hey, the sumo jerky arrived at Wanya Manor the other day. 11 bags. What? Did you get a double order? Squire said, why do you get so many bags of jerky? I said, son, I work for this motherfucker. I get a guy down in Jersey to send me all the bags that were left over. Ah, oh, that's good, oh. Levin. Oh, yeah. That's Smart. Good. Chris came back from his holiday to a bunch of empty bags on the table. Ah. It was very disrespectful. It was a good good month. Yeah, it was a great lot of jerky this year. Or this were, month. Like, Dan literally threw me an empty bag with, like, the tiniest crumb <laughs> in the corner. And, and he's like... little pouch in there yeah he's like you could probably get a little taste from that (laughs) the silica gel pouch was bigger than the piece of you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring you a bag you should i will i'd like that i ran it on my hand i'm not gonna share with anyone except for you bag oh my good god the pen isn't working bag jerky chris when it reaches the my question is is how does the beef jerky survive at the manor it is on the counter yeah out of 11 bags, how many left? Oh, uh, not many. Uh, the Squire's out of town. My other roommate doesn't ah. care for beef jerky. Uh, there's probably still eight bags. Oh, yeah. wow. Ugh. No, it's not. Oh, so. well, if you can find where the Wanye Manor is. Mm, good luck. There you go. Be Danny Oceaning that. Think of it jerky. as like a garbage can behind a Safeways. It's not so much of a house. <laughs> as it's like a shipping container full of garbage with a lid. It's a garbage can. But it has jerky on the counter. Yeah. Right? You can smell it. <laughs> yes. What else is going on, boys? I'll tell you what shocked me, other than the Bieber wedding, was Dan, you did some wonderful research and found that there's a bloody Gretzky rookie jersey for sale. Who the hell is selling a Gretzky rookie jersey? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the origins of the jersey, but yeah, there's a there's an auction currently going on right now. If you Uh, got uh, sorry, go ahead. Four hundred K. Yes. Who says this though? I feel like these are these these hype things that people put into an article to make it interesting. Like Yeah, I don't know, like there was a game. There was a game worn jersey that went uh, a year and a half ago for one hundred and fifty thousand from Gretzky. wasn't signed, but was played. It was worn during a Stanley Cup Finals run. Oh, for, it's an just, oil, for the oil? Yeah, it's just okay. Say you buy the four hundred thousand dollar Gretzky jersey, and mm-hmm. then what? Yeah, see, this isn't like Jay Z in that song buying a piece of art for two million, and then two years later is worth four million. Like, I think it is. Do you think so? Like I a think jersey? If you, yeah. God forbid 99 isn't immortal, which I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. If you put that thing in proper storage, 20, Actually, 30, 40 years from now, that thing's going to appreciate. There's going to be less of them around. Gretzky's records won't be touched. But then who are you going to find to buy that when it, like, say, doubles in value? Or the rarefied world of super expensive sports memorabilia. They right? did, yeah. I, I just found the auction live right now, and they had to bring it down, Daniel. It is at... One hundred and twenty-five thousand. Only mm. one bid so far. You still got twenty-three days, though. And that's the reserve. That's auction talk, Chris. Wow. Yeah, it looks like the reserve set at one twenty-five. Okay. So yeah, I've never been a big memorabilia guy. Me like, neither. So I just don't have an appeal to spend one hundred twenty-five grand. You know? I was when I was younger, and I think that as I've grown older, I've kind of got away from it. I mean, that being said, I did put out a call to the nation that if there is anybody like to buy it for us we could put it up on our wall here nice you know i was just, <laughs> just trying to be nice and, we'll keep and it safe so we put a little plaque underneath that says thank you to like, anybody that donated i love these two smitty jerseys that we have hanging in the office because they mean shit yep right yes. so we you the boys went out to moose jaw to cover smitty's retirement you've got the smith 28 the moose jaw warriors jersey autographed and you've got the smith jersey that all the players are wearing in warm-up that day because they're all wearing smith jerseys those are cool bits of memorabilia because they mean something. But as I understand expensive memorabilia, what you're looking for is like the career of the player. Like the fact that Gretzky's records won't be eclipsed. 
keeps the value of his memorabilia really high. Correct. The fact that this is as rare as it is, it's as out of circulation as it is, there's no opportunities to make any more of these. I think that this would be considered, I don't know what the price of 400000 that seems a bit much, but like this would appreciate with time. Yeah, I agree with that. A Gretzky jersey for sure. The minute like a Sidney Crosby were to eclipse him, so he was the second highest scoring player of all time, all of his memorabilia would take a hit. Yeah. And I guess if you're spending 400K on an auction, you've got the kind of fuck you money. That's that's probably just like... Or, I mean, who knows, right? There's a a variety of people who do legitimately consider this sort of thing investments. Mm -hmm. And they're like, should I buy the Kobe Bryant jersey from 2005? So how long do you think this Gretzky jersey will... Uh, how many more times do you think it'll be bought and sold? That's very interesting. I don't know. It depends on who buys it. Crazy. Because I don't think, I think at this price point, it's not like Oilers fan being like, hmm, should I buy a cabin at the lake or a single Gritsky jersey? Right? Exactly. But it's also like these jerseys exist, right? Like there's other jerseys that exist and it's a question of, does this one get destroyed in a fire tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And then there's mm-hmm. one less jersey to to bump up that number or have it, you know, so surface, we, surface, twenty or thirty years from now, when Gretzky passes away, God forbid. Remember when? Never gonna happen. Remember when Gretzky and uh, McNall bought the Honus Wagner card? Do you remember that story ever? No. So they bought the most expensive baseball card of all time. In like I don't remember ninety three, for like a bojillion dollars, and it was like a little tiny tobacco card. And him and McNall bought it. I think with John Candy, but I might be wrong. It was in, during his Argos days. Mm-hmm. So this guy, you know, remember might be Gretzky buying his own jersey because he knows. Because I think he's into the memorabilia shit. Yeah, I think he has. How do you think Gretzky feels about this? Like just watching his old gear get sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I bet he doesn't really care. Yeah, probably not. I think at this point, Gretzky's probably reaching saturation with his own career. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you he's like, okay, whatever. It's fantastic. Like, Jersey just sold for 400 grand. Marvelous. I've signed my name probably more than any other human being in the history of the human mm-hmm. race. Which is always interesting to me. You're at that point you just brought up that he signs so much stuff, yet his autograph doesn't depreciate in value at all. Yeah. Because he's not like one of those guys who's like, oh, no, I only sign X number of things. Oh, fuck no. Because he just signs everything. everything. And that's what's also, I think, interesting about this jersey is it's his old signature. Oh, did he change his signature? Oh, yeah. Oh. He got rid of the loop and the T. Have you boys not read the Gretzky book? No, I haven't actually. Oh, no. well, let me tell you a thing or two about a thing Please or two do. about the Gretzky book. Number one, when Janet went to Branford and met Gretzky's family, he had an aunt, Karen, I believe, who had Down syndrome. And Janet took Aunt Karen for a pedicure and a manicure, and Aunt Karen loved her forever. And I, reading that story as a child, also loved Janet Jones Gretzky, because at 26, or however old she was, that was a very heads-up play. It was. What were we talking about before that? I was just thinking about Aunt Karen. Uh, signature change. Ah, the signature change. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. He changed his signature, I think, in his second year, because he'd been signing so much shit that by not crossing his T, he saved gallons and gallons and gallons of ink and tons of time. So this is the original Siggy. Fun fact, Connor has also changed his signature once. Go on. Since he started. I don't know the specifics of it, but I own own a signed Connor jersey and a signed Connor photo, and the signature is significantly different. Is that because one of them is fake? No, no. Mm. But I think it changed shortly there before he uh, went with Upper Deck and now has his limits of what he can sign and what he can't sign. What do you mean? Well, he's, a, he's one of those guys that has to, like, in theory, he has to approve everything for Upper Deck now. I don't understand. 
you can't sign non upper deck random shit. yeah random uh, collector items bullshit Fuck connor off. you sign whatever you want man I'm like blow out your ass upper deck you were great in 1990 when i was in grade six and really cared but that's the reality now they all want to have exclusive deals connor's so, signature is hilarious can yeah. you i don't see any type nah, of squiggles man i see a c how do you see, see, see the, there's a looping c on the Starting that, that thing oh, at the beginning. That's okay, we'll have to tweet out the signature. We'll, we'll put out both of the signatures. Yeah. So the first signature you have yep. is valuable. Yep. Because you're not doing them anymore. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. In theory. Oh no, Connor's very valuable. So but. I found it. Uh, Wayner bought that card for 2.8 million bucks. Wow. Honus Wagner. Yeah. And, and that was that was what 1980. No, nope, 93, 94. Another 93. one just How, sold. What did he buy? Does it say the year? Uh, doesn't say the year that he bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one just sold in 2013. Uh, another copy of the same card for 3.12. Yeah. This is like the Honus Wagner card, I think, was the first baseball card set ever made. And it came with like packs of smokes or chewing tobacco or something like it's that. Like, it's cool. almost like a, it's, it's not a picture. It's like a cartoon drawing almost. Yeah. And it's really skinny. Yeah. 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 Because they used to, they used to come in uh, packs of cigarettes. Yeah. That was like the big thing back then. That's to get kids smoking, which is yes. smart. You got to get start smoking early. Otherwise, how will you enjoy the rich, f- full flavor of tobacco? Duh. Yeah. So, I think that Chris is uncomfortable. Kids these days don't know about Popeye cigarettes. <laughs> They're just candy sticks now. Yeah, I don't want to hear this, let alone smoke. I think that the the memorabilia you don't want is like the Mark McGuire home run ball when someone eclipses that home run record. That's when you take like a massive shot to the wallet, right? Because they're like, oh, really? The second place record. Cool. <laughs> I'll tell you the memorabilia you don't want. It's the one that I have sitting in a box at my parents' house in a clear plastic box. It is a Thai beanie baby, uh, Millennium, but the Millennium is misspelled in its name tag. And That's I was valuable. I was sold on that being valuable back in the day. Yeah, we bought it for I think nine dollars or whatever it was sure. the coin rate, and it's now valued at fifteen dollars. So hey, it's wow. almost doubled. It has almost doubled as Hang a percentage increase of an investment. You're doing great. Yep, exactly. Good for you. Now, when the spider eggs hatch inside the beanie baby, I'll be in trouble. But uh, I'll tell you, the, that's a fine investment. The, the the sports memorabilia you don't want is what I stocked up on because I used to love Tiger Woods. Okay. And I bought like, uh, yes. a giant upper deck card. Upper deck had like massive PGA golf cards at one point. And it was signed. And it was like the hard one to get. And I was like, Tiger Woods forever. <laughs> man, oh man. I'm sure you're not break, the only one though. He's going to break Nicholas's record. Oh, no, the greatest deal. of all time. And then... When he, when I found out, because I'm a Puritan, when I like crystal cigarettes, when I found out <laughs> that Tiger Woods had been such a scumbag, I went and took all the Tiger Woods stuff down in my room, which had been a shrine to him until this point. Half Tiger, half Oilers, put it all in a box. I don't even know where it is. What he yeah. won't tell you is that before that, it was a Lance Armstrong shrine. Oh, took all that. Oh, Lance Armstrong. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> no, I didn't. Has he there ever been a bigger sports star that has crushed the dreams of so many people than Tiger? Yeah. OJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I think OJ if he did it, if he did it, yeah. he's, he's innocent. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so, of if allegedly. I did it, that book is gnarly. If I did it? Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Uh, that OJ book that he wrote oh, yeah. uh, allegedly yeah. about <laughs> the whole thing. Had Goodness a, gracious. Had a publisher deal and then they, they got it. They and you got a copy of it even though it got yanked? Oh, yeah. We bought a copy of it. Uh, found it on somewhere on the internet a couple of years ago. I'm like, I need to read this thing. And you're just going through it and you're like, Jesus Fudge, like this is just crazy that he actually put this down and thought it was a good idea. The balls to write that book tells me he did it. The father of the daughter, Goldman, Goldman got a hold of the rights to that book in the 11th hour before they released it, and he released it. 
just a show because of Well, now the Goldmans get uh, all the rev from that. Yeah. It, didn't he lose like a $33 million civil suit? And yeah, yeah. Like has paid them like a dollar eighty of it yeah. or something. Yeah. Like that? yeah. So that's then, them trying to recoup some of that money was getting the rights to if I did it. And then got like thirty years for stealing his own memorabilia. Wow, they're just like we can only give you so many fucking free chances here, Juice. I would say that Tiger Woods didn't do anything comparatively bad. No, <laughs> no, a couple of porn stars here and there is not doesn't seem like a big deal. And yeah. like, and I think it it's a comparison of eras too, right? From ninety four to what was it two thousand. Six two thousand seven, whatever that was when Tiger. No, it wasn't. Even I remember the apology. Two thousand and ten. Twenty ten. I was so in a bar in Malaysia watching it live, and I was just drinking beers. I'm like, this is nuts. That's when I. That's when I went and took all the stuff off the walls. It's just a different of acts. Remember he had like, he took, like his tie off right before the press conference, and his <laughs> collar was all janky, and I was like, this man can't even get his collar right. Do you remember that Nike ad that came out where it was like kind of like talking to his dad or yeah. whatever, and he was like, oh, I'm disappointed in you, Tiger, or whatever like that. I was like, like oopsie wow. doodle. This is crazy. Yeah, I can't believe that happened still. Tiger coming back or no? I see he's back in the mix. Well, he's trying. He's never going to be the same player no. ever again. No, but he's in the in the zone. I but mean, he's he his his body is so worn down and so broken down. It he just never will. He'll never be the same player again. Well, geez, Louise, Dan. Sorry, Dan's just, just raining on. I don't race. care about Bieber. Who is Haley Baldwin? Your retirement Tiger Woods memorabilia, Wanye, is valueless. Good gravy. You are I don't on like a roll. Big Brother. Yeah, don't like Big Brother. Well, you know what? The Dan is the rain thing. on the parade. As Bag Milk said, I, I do have a bit of a grudge to carry with them, and it comes down to their casting and the people that they bring on that show. Circuses? Yes. It's just, it, it's a, I think it's the most pure and fun, it's potentially the most pure and fun <laughs> social experiment out there. And then they turned it into no. It. That happened in the first five seasons, and then they and then people got bored. Yeah. yeah, it's all about entertainment value right now. Yeah, and Julie Chen looks great. Yes, she's de aging. Yeah, how does that she happen? Is. She's going backwards. I saw a thing about Julie Chen because I was like, oh, whatever. Julie Chen just married Les Moonves, the president of CBS. Who cares? But then I saw her career climb. It was actually quite impressive. Very interesting. Asian American, hadn't been many hosts before. Told she would never be on TV because she looked too Asian. She goes on the Stern Show every now and then, and her story is incredible. Really? She had to do the surgery on her eyes to try and open them up a little bit because they said she looked too Asian. You're never going to be on TV. And she was just kind of like, fuck you. I'm going to go on TV, and I'm going to do it. And she'd already blown up before she married Les Moonves. Yeah. That's very interesting. The other day, actually, I was watching Big Brother, and I'm like, man, Julie Chen looks great. I'm going to go back to season one and see what Julie Chen looked like. It's identical. Yeah. It's identical. She, You say I don't age. Julie Chen doesn't age. Well, you, but no, you're still more impressive because Julie Chen has a team of stylists and surgeons <laughs> at a moment's so call do I. ready to whisk her away. You're just doing it from your old school pact with Satan. Let's take a break. Real Life Podcast back after this. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. 
or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back. Real life podcast brought to you by our good friends at Rig Hand Distilleries, makers of Brum, makers of Nation Vodka, makers of Dreams. They have a double double, which is like. I got to get some of that because it's delicious. Yeah, Actually, they have it here, don't they? Mm. Oh, man. When when we went down to uh, the Nation, Chris, Coombe, and I went to the Rig Hand Distillery one evening, and uh, Jeff, Jeff? From, Jeff. Yes. From Rig Hand had us trying all of that stuff. They have some delicious mixes there. They've got, uh, was it raspberry vodka? But it's made with real raspberry, unlike the other uh, big, big mass-produced uh, vodkas where they're going to be giving you artificial flavoring. They actually put raspberries into it. So, so is the Double Double made of actual Tim Hortons coffees? I don't think so. Allegedly, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't want to get Jeff sued. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, but no. yes. We only get sued by vodka makers. Not yes. We don't. Yeah, but it's not Rigan, but yeah. <laughs> we tasted everything. We did taste everything at least once. Oh, you got to in the name of science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are stuff. doing God's work. Bless your hearts. Thank you. Best of the week, worst of the week. Uh, there's a lot of shit floating around out there that's good and bad. Bag milk, what do you got? My best of the week was probably going to go when I was on Reed Wilkins' show on Thursday night. Name he, dropper, but continue. He took a big step Thank down you. with his guest bookings. I was on from about quarter after seven to eight, and I followed Colton Pareko. <gasps> From the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Mr. Pareko. So people, I'm sitting there. In studio, Colton Pareko? In studio, Colton Pareko. Unbelievable. So people are sending in questions like, blah, blah, blah. They're like, come to the Oilers, come to the Oilers. And then obviously he can't say, oh, okay, I'll just come to the Oilers then. I've got a four-year contract left or whatever. Super nice guy. I was listening to him just kind of enjoying the stories he was telling. And then they go to break. Reed comes out and he says, bag milk. Good to see you. Have you ever met Colton Pareko? Colton Pareko, this is a big one of the bigger bloggers in the city here. And then he's like, just so you know, Bago, I can't get Colton Pareko to come to the Oilers. We can't collude that way. And I was like, you know what, Reed? I can collude that way. Colton, we need you. Please come home, sir. We desperately need you. And he just kind of chuckled, shook his head at me, yeah. wrapped his giant mitt around mine. What a dream. Shook. And then away we went. Colton Pareko, great That's guy. What do you smell like? Oh, it smelled fantastic. It smelled like a million bucks. Uh, His truck, though, I was like, I'm pulling into the parking lot at Chad, and I'm, I'm like, oh, that's got to be Colton Pareko's truck. Look at this thing. It is mint. And it was. What was it? Brand new. I would say, I think it was an F-250, but like this thing was done up. There's an F-250? Like, wow. Oh, yeah. There's, that, there's all the way up. But it was like all done up. It's got nice like trimmings, and the rims were good, and this guy's living the life. Is it St. Louis Blues Blue? Uh, it was blue, but not blue's blue. Was it Oilers blue? Oh, might have been Oilers blue. Cool. Go. Might have been the Oilers rumors. blue. Rumors. Start the truck. Pareko bought an Oilers truck. He's <laughs> imminently going to come here. So that was my best of the week. Really nice dude. Um, he pretended not to think I was an idiot, at least not in front of my face. So that was nice. Shout out to you, Colton Pareko. Chris, best of the week. What do you got for us, buddy? Uh, my best of the week is uh, the recent marriage of Zach and Cassandra Cassian. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, for those marriage of you, guy. Yeah, I'm a big marriage guy. Yeah, big, big marriage guy. <laughs> I can proudly say that Zach and I got married um, within the same three weeks of each other. So it's very exciting. Marvelous. Uh, also, another shout out to him for running up all those stairs. Man, oh, man, oh, man. He's a good stair runner. I saw you there, bagged milk. 
See, I'm slipping in there. And then I saw Talboy in there, too. You he got was it. talking. So I went in there, too. If we're going to start saying kiss-ass things on players' Instagram photos, I'll be the ass-kissiest. I think that's kind of the approach I'm taking. That's smart. Yeah. It's, it was very odd because uh, Cassandra posted her wedding photo on June 29th, I, th- I think the day after or the day of th- when they got married. And then uh, and uh, since I follow Ka- Cassandra, because I'm a creep, of course, um, I knew. Um, <laughs> a and married then, creep, the best yes, kind. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Chris follows then, all the wags. Of course. You have to you got stay to. in tune. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Zach posted his wedding photos this past weekend, and the rest of the world uh, thought they got married this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But you knew. I knew. Mm-hmm. And Oilers Nation posted it. I knew, and Three thus days before Oilers Zach Nation Cassie knew. Did? Yeah, yeah. So, shout so you're saying Oilers Nation knew Cassian got married before Cassian? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. I believe that's the, that's the chain of command. Good for him, though. I mean, here's a guy who, as the media will beat to death at every single <laughs> opportunity, had some issues. Mm-hmm. He looks great. He's fit as a fiddle. I nice think tan. He's a great oiler. Missing Belongs. a tooth. Marvelous. Well, yeah, that's just the perfect guy. The best. Dan, best of the week. What do you got, buddy? My best of the week is actually going to go back two weeks. I'm going to cheat. Uh, we can't bit. do that. The show is over. Oh, nope. We just go. just heard we can. Go ahead. There you go. So, uh, so I was at an Edmonton Prospects game. The uh, the best baseball you'll see in uh, in Edmonton in the summer. Central and, Edmonton. Uh, yes. Well, yes, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and uh, Okotoks was visiting, and uh, Edmonton's coach got kicked out earlier in the game. And then uh, Okotoks' head coach, who's a burly, burly young man, uh, walked out, and he was upset with a call on the field. Uh, he, he walked off very calmly after about a two-and-a-half-minute, three-minute chat with the umpires. And then he proceeded to start to toss chairs onto the field, one after the other. Shot putting him over top. This of is the Okotoks coach. The Okotoks coach. Classless. Right in front of right in front of the Oilers Nation uh, luxury box. <gasps> there. So you had so the we best were, vantage point. So we were giving him uh, we were giving him props oh. for that. Uh, the the video has since gone viral, uh, picked up by Barstool, Barstool Sports, TSN, all of that. Uh, and then also just to to add on for the prospects that week, three days later, one of their pitchers threw a perfect game, which is. For, for people who don't know, a game where you don't allow any hits or don't have any errors on your side of the ball. Pretty unbelievable uh, unbelievable week for the prospects, which they're going to cap off this week with Oilers Nation night at the ballpark on Friday. Oilers Nation Star Wars night. Oilers yes. Nation yeah. Star Wars Shit. night. So uh, come on down and join us at the ballpark, and uh, we'll make some more viral moments happen. It oh, was man. a good week for Edmonton going viral because there was also that uh, couple from Spurs Grove that had a... <laughs> That robbery where that chick fell through the roof. Oh, yeah. People are Aussie still Man Reviews that. did that. People are still talking about that. Did you ever watch Aussie Man Reviews? Yeah. So he did it. Yeah, I saw that. He just came up and it was hilarious. I love that shit. Yeah. Welcome home, people. Keep doing crazy shit. I keep, like, yeah. Keep yeah, entertaining so me. I like it. Wanye, what is your best of the week? Well, my best of the week is at first, I thought about it being the worst of the week, but then I really thought it through. It's Patty Maroon going to St. Louis. Mm. So mm. Pat Maroon... One of my favorite second string Oilers of probably the last 10 years. Yep. And I thought about it as, oh, crap, Maroon isn't coming to Edmonton. But then I really thought about it. And he gets to hang out with his kid, Anthony, all the time. Yep. And you know what? Good on you, Pat Maroon. Good mm-hmm. on you for getting in the league, establishing yourself, and going home. And I'm sure that he's going to have a really good this good year this year getting to see his kid all the time. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's official yet. What? Yeah, not official yet. You just oh, broke it. That was a rumor. Yeah, it's not. I just broke it. Well, there's, oh, there's guys was, that are saying... for real, real. 
There's guys that are saying it's close to done. He's still oh. waiting on something, something. But it seems like he's going to St. Louis. Well, this reminds me of the time Sam Gagne <laughs> wasn't the captain. <laughs> of the Somebody went out on a limb because of a source. Well, anywho, that's it's my best. My episode, episode. Rain the Parade. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Dan, Dan just uh, the black cloud of the um, podcast. Sorry, <laughs> that hasn't been confirmed yet. You're just spreading nonsense and lies. That's my job. I'm an internet blogger. Worst of the week, I'm going to throw the Bieber wedding out there, man. I just don't think this is a good idea. You know, it's not a wedding. I should rephrase that. The Bieber engagement. engagement. Of course. I just, I'm hurt. And I just got to see how this goes. Not that I had a shot with him. I just thought Selena would marry him, possibly in a feature length film. That's a musical. And yeah. If that's not going to happen, well, that's my worst of the week. Like from Justin to Kelly, but with Biebs and Selena. From Justin to Kelly. Right? <laughs> see? They it, must have been pitched a movie. They must have been pitched had a to. movie. Had to. If not, it's coming. Like the Olsen twins aren't making movies anymore. Somebody's going to be making teen girl movies, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Teen girl movies that you guys would all watch. Oh, of course I would watch. Teen girl movies I would watch, Dan. Bag Milk, worst of the week. What do you got, buddy? Worst of the week, I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Strom. Can't see, I guess. What? He's blind. According to on Oilers.com today, the official site, uh, Ryan Strom has started making efforts to improve his on-ice vision by doing vision training. I've always had kind of an eye that doesn't see as well as the other, so I've tried a different approach. I'm seeing a specialist in Toronto to try and make my eyes work better together. Oh, for the love of God. Why does this come out two days after we signed him to a two-year, $3.5 million deal? I hope he he works it out. It's just like one of those things like, really? Like you can't see? There's a positive. What's going on here? What if fixing his vision, suddenly he's better than Eberle? Oh, it tunes the sights in. What if we didn't trade Jordan Eberle for a googly-eyed motherfucker (laughs) who I have to win a contest to meet through my WNBA card, or whatever the heck it is, I don't even want your WNBA card. I don't remember what it was. Damn it all. Strom. Theoretically, the idea is to, instead of kind of be guessing where the puck could be by your vision not being up to par. Hopefully you can... Like Hopefully it can make things a little bit easier and your instincts can take over and your brain knows what you're doing. You know how many Honus Wagners you could buy for the money they just <laughs> threw at one eye McGee? That's something as an NHL player you don't want people to know about. Your googly eye? That you're blind. Yeah, like for, you take that one to your grave. For yes. an organization especially notoriously quiet about everything that gets out there. Like, we're going to go a different route. <laughs> we're going to embarrass everybody. Yeah, Ryan Strom can't see. You know who was blind, like virtually legally blind, was Tim Horton. Was he? And when he was off the ice, he was supposed to wear these thick-ass glasses, and he wouldn't. And he had a really weird head-down skating style. And I guess occasionally he would just get absolutely clobbered <laughs> by guys because he couldn't see. So he had to look down all the time. I also yeah. think that Tim Horton doesn't know how to taste coffee. Tim Horton, Dan, has been dead for nigh on 60 well, I would years. I would, no, not that many. Tim Horton does not know how to drink coffee anymore, considering he is dead. He is dead. Potentially from drinking all of his own coffee, which you're suggesting is poison. Mm. Chris, what do you got, buddy? Worst of the week. Um, also, sorry, I just want to add in. Um, the uh, I'm trying to find his name. The guy who was just inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Gary uh, Bettman? Nope. The, uh, That's a good joke, Bag Milk. Hey, you like that one? Willie O'Ree? Yeah, Ori. He was uh, he only played like 20, 30 games in the NHL, but when he got called up, he's actually like 90% blind. And uh, he didn't tell the NHL that because he didn't want to lose his chance. To See, play. that's what Ryan Strom needed to do. You yes. keep that shit to yourself. You Willie O'Ree it. You mm-hmm. take that to your grave. Of course. How would you fake the eye exam? <laughs> I, it was like in the I was 50s say. or something. I don't know. So 
They everybody was everybody just smoking butts. Everybody's just like, like, yeah. can you see, Willie? Well, whatever. Here's your contract. Good luck. <laughs> Willie, can you see? Absolutely. Exactly. Sold. Good on you. All right. My worst of the week is uh, there's a recent quote uh, regarding Chris Kunitz, um, who it was Chris Nichols who broke it. He was listening to Chris Kunitz's agent speak on the radio in the States. And uh, this is the quote. He had a team offer him a great deal this summer. It's a team in Canada out West that wanted to sign him. That's been a good team off and on. They've gone through their struggles, but he's like, no, I don't like their defensemen. They're never going to win with those defensemen. So being the Oilers fan, um, it's being... fucking Calgary for sure. <laughs> yeah. So like Calgary. Losers. I really Winnipeg. hope it's Calgary. Oh, Calgary sucks. But the job, Chris Kunis. Suck it. Canucks. <laughs> I just really hope it's not the Oilers, but it kind of sounds he like he probably thinks Seattle is in, is in Canada. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to play with that Seattle defense core. Hopefully. There's nobody on it. Yes. Seattle's D sucks. Chris Kunitz. Chris For Kunitz. sure he's knocking he, the flames. We don't want him anyways. But then he goes and signs with the Blackhawks. So, I mean, like, really, he, he really upgraded his defense there. Yeah, we beat the Blackhawks last year in the standings. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Got to take small, small victories, you know? Dan, worst of the week? My worst of the week. Uh, actually, well, it has to do with Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith you be very careful. You be very, very careful, Dan. You are on my last Look nerve at the wall. Anti-Bieber, anti-Smith. I mean, go ahead. I, you know, I admire the kid for having a, a nice tongue-in-cheek uh, as he does an interview with the Journal. Um, Ryan Smith's son, Alex, did an interview with the Edmonton Journal. Uh, and here's the quote from the Edmonton Journal. I try to play a lot like Joel Pavelski, and that's why I cheer for them, the Sharks. Plus... They always seem to make it further than the Oilers, Alex said with a smile. Womp, womp. <laughs> it takes one it. thing I know about the Oilers, it's that Alex Smith, if he makes it to the NHL, will be the property of the Oilers. Absolutely. And we will have <laughs> many, many opportunities to extract our revenge. Collect the whole set. And he's not wrong, to be honest. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Wanye, mm. worst of the week. Didn't I say mine, the Bieber thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Did you say yours? Uh oh! I got <laughs> talked about on the radio. What was my worst of the week? I don't even remember. You don't have one, do you? Uh, I'll go. If I didn't go, I'll go. Worst of the week was uh, Bob Stoffer going on about my pseudonym again on the radio. You're for on a couple fire. Of you're yes. on the Reed Wilkins show. You're on Cruise FM. You have got micro <laughs> something or others. You got Stoff calling you out. You are the media. Yeah, he uh, he's got a real problem with my pseudonym. A real problem indeed. So you know what I said. Reed says, why do you use a pseudonym? Just let's talk. And I said, you know what, Reed? K-Days is coming up. Do they have O'Shea Jackson's name on their posters? No, they fucking don't. It's Ice Motherfucking Cube. That's right. You just go like this. You know Reed? And we like Reed, right? Of course. Okay. Reed's my boy. Let me, let me rephrase how I'm going to say <laughs> You say, you know what, Reed? How many people in the radio have fake names? Well, yeah. Morley Scott's not Morley Scott's real name. It isn't? No. There's no way Lieutenant Eric is a lieutenant. He could be. I wouldn't take it away Jason from Jason Greger's real name is Phyllis Donaldston. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yukon Jack. You can go down the list, right? Why yeah. do I have a pseudonym? Because all sorts of people have a pseudonym. Bob Stoffer, you fucking asshat. And I just said, you know what? It's 2018. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares, If you're entertaining... Bob. That's all that matters. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. And if you really want us to point our investigative lens at your tapestry of foolery, Stoffer, we could start talking about some very interesting things, or we could let sleeping dogs lie. You pick, Robert. 
That's like, what I would have said. Ooh, Robert. But, Robert's jealous that he doesn't have a cool nickname. Robert's jealous that he's excluded from the internet. Yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to, to Bob, be fair. he was worried about you being taken seriously, which I think is a thing you Yes, I take a guy named Bag Milk calls takes himself very seriously. Yeah. Super, super serial. <laughs> what have you done, Bob? You're you're <laughs> veering toward tensor like territory, my friend. You are on the radio talking down to Oilers fans seven days a week. I really wouldn't be worried that much about what other people are doing if I were you. And again, it's Calvin Brodus, you know? Right, Chris? Yes. Chris is just staring at me. He's like, Calvin. Remember when he had Kevin Lowe on and they were doing the same thing to me? Did they? Oh, yeah. Someone did the same thing to me about three or four years ago. Kevin Lowe was on. I can't remember what I I just said something that was resonating (laughs) back when I used to write in the dark days. And he said my real name in the air. What? Oh. This is why I hate Bob Stoffer. Like, there's reasons for it. Yeah. But, like, just play along, Bob, for God's sake. See, that's like, there's unwritten rules. He did with Kevin Lowe. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah, because you lo- you're, you're a Kevin Lowe guy. I'm one of the few Kevin Lowe fans left. People should be Kevin Lowe guys. He does a lot for the community. I like Kevin Lowe. Chris, stop saying bad things about Kevin Chris, Lowe. Chris, would you just stop you and your best friend Bob Stofford <laughs> knocking Kevin no. Lowe for five minutes? I had a beer with Kevin Lowe in his house one time. What? Do you know what? that story? I just went b- blind what? like Strom. Yes. <laughs> I'm the biggest Kevin Lowe fan there is. Go on. I worked uh, for a landscaping company. He can't remember what the name is. But one of his clients was Kevin Lowe himself. Okay. And I worked outside Lowe's house for the, a week. Like the mansion at the end of the street you there? Betcha. Oh, that's you nice. betcha. That's nice. nice we, uh, we planted some flowers. We laid down some sod. Nice. Uh, we remulched his tree he area. He has the outdoor rink. That's nice. Uh, yep. Yeah. So then it was actually, uh, this is during the time when the Oil Kings were in their uh, WHL championship finals. And Samuelson was uh, staying at their place and he was playing. Cool. And so we saw Samuelson like every day in and out of the house. Um, and then at the, we never saw Kevin all week long. We finally finished the job and uh, Kevin's uh, wife who I'm... Karen Percy Lowe, former Olympic that's right. skiing champion. She's a, she's amazing, amazing and adorable. She came out and said, hey, uh, Kevin wants you guys to come inside. And we're like, what? So we came inside and had a beer with him. It's fantastic. See, I also have a Kevin Lowe story. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody's missing One Kevin time Lowe. I was walking down the side of the road, and Kevin Lowe hit an orphan <laughs> with a pickup truck, and it wasn't even Oilers Blue. First, My first ever Twitter account was a fake te- Kevin Lowe Twitter account. I used to, before people used to do the fake GM stuff, I used to just be Kevin Lowe on Twitter. And uh, I was, this was when I was living in Halifax. I was a fan of the Mooseheads. And the Mooseheads were hosting the CHL top prospects game, the Cherry versus Org game. And uh, who do I run into on the concourse? But Kevin Lowe himself. And uh, so I stopped for a photograph with him. And of course, my buddies bring up that I'm fake Kevin Lowe on uh, on Twitter. So I got well, to show they sold them. you out. They did sell me out hard. Uh, I'd be mad at my friends, not yeah. number four Kevin Lowe. Not yeah, buddies sold you out on this I one. I did show him that I, I was uh, periodically getting DMs from people thought I was actually Kevin Lowe. My Twitter handle was Master of the Universe Kevin Lowe. Um, so people, it's their own fault to me if you if you got tricked by my fake. Like M-O-T-U underscore Kevin Lowe? I yeah. actually remember that account. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And uh, wow. so I would get I would get DMs from people thanking me for things that Kevin Lowe had done for them all the time. So I've got a good dude. Yes, yeah. I've gotten intimate knowledge of all the great things that Kevin and his wife do for the community and uh, and people in the community. I have a Kevin Lowe story too. Two, actually. Number one was I was maybe like eight. 
And remember when you used to be able to stand? Well, you guys remember because you're all four I remember. years old. So you could stand inside the arena. Absolutely. At like a gate. And the Oilers would come out. Yep. I got and Bill Ranford's autograph that way. Phenomenal. Fucking right. Fucking legend. Kevin Lowe came out and signed my white Oilers hat with a rinkety-dink pen, much like this. It wasn't even equipped. And he was so nice to me. He stopped and talked to me like I was Frank Saravelli of TSN. And <laughs> moments like that matter, right? Oh, yeah. And this is my whole thing. This is why I don't like Stoffer. Just don't be a fucking dick. How hard is that, you asshole? Kevin Lowe, with the exception of a few ill-timed press conferences <laughs> and four or five years of mismanagement, you're getting DMs about the nice stuff he's doing yes. in the community. Absolutely. Second time I met Kevin Lowe, I think I already told this story, but I don't care. It's off-season. Uh, I was working for the Christmas Bureau in 2006, and Kevin Lowe had been the honorary chair for years and years and years and years and years. And I got to drive him around in a minivan for an afternoon while we went to events. He could not have been nicer. And he said to me, oh, I bet you're one of those guys that's like real mad at the team, hey? And this is like pre-Oilers Nation. I'm like, not me, sir. I wouldn't be mad about anything. And uh, he said, just remember... As frustrated as you guys and your buddies get about the team, this is what we do for a living. This is what I've done my entire life. I'm just as frustrated as you guys are, but yeah. I'm going to help fix it. And I, that's a nice guy. Yeah, totally. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find stories in the community, exception of telling people he knows a thing or two about winning. And I think he said something about Stanley Cup at the time. And he may have called us all tier two fans, but with the exception of those, the guy has given his entire life to the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. And it is an absolute travesty his number isn't retired. But I think that's true about most of the people that you interact with online you, and, or, or at a distance. Nowadays, we, we interact with so many people and we find it so easy to, to get angry and get, get upset at each other. But if, you, if, if Bob sits down and has a beer with bag milk, maybe he, maybe he realizes that... Uh, I invited him to a party. Because Reed's like, it's not like, you're, it's not like you hide. You guys throw plenty of events yeah. every year and you're at all of them. I'm like, so I invited Stoff out to a party. I said, I'll buy him a beer. If you want to come on the Real Life Podcast. No. (laughs) No. Oilers Nation Podcast. No. No. Reed Wilkins, yes. Bob Stauffer, no. Reed's a salt-of-the-earth guy. Boys, we've got a couple of questions from Twitter here just to end things off real quick. Uh, This one comes in from... uh, Bob underscore (laughs) Stauffer. Close. Big Cock Carl's back in again. Oh, hello. I'm all out of soap but I badly need a shower. Should I use Ajax? Is that what he said? Yes. This is an actual question to Nation Real Life. That's right. I'm all out of soap, but should I use Ajax? Dan, you want to take a crack? I think think the uh, green soap. It's like Comet, Uh, isn't it? I think the real answer is water can solve a lot of your problems. Nah, you just spray Axe. Just go back to your teenage roots and spray Axe. No, don't use Axe. Love the Axe. The Axination. I rock Axe still one time when I worked at Nevada Bob's Bag Milk and I was really young because I lied and said I had a social insurance number, but I didn't because I was only 13. Cool. I didn't know what Ajax was and I would go and change grips on sh- uh, shafts on golf clubs all day long and then wash my hands with the soap that was beside the sink at Nevada Bob's. And one day I was doing that and the, my boss is like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, man, this soap's great. Like my hands always tingle afterwards. He's like, you should not be using that. That's where the toilet. And I was like, why'd you put it next to the sink? That's how I talked. So, what was his name? Big Fat... Uh, Big Cock Carl. Oh, that's the one. I say go with the Ajax, man. My skin's still on. That was 20 years ago. 100%. If you're feeling tingly, use the Ajax. I agree. Do not wash your nether regions. (laughs) Unless you're a freak. 
<laughs> the tingly said freak. I think yeah, you're a freak. Your eyes. I think you sold them though on the tingly part. Yeah, ooh, might, might wow, that's true. It. Yeah, now I'm curious about the tingle. Uh, Todd Van Burkle asks, "Have you ever smiled at a stranger and wished you hadn't, Chris?" No, I I don't think I ever regret smiling at a stranger. I wish Cam was here because Cam's got the like the weirdest yes. like oh. gazes and smiles at people that people are like is that guy gonna kill me or is he just kind of looking at something in my general direction? Yeah, I don't I, smile at anybody. I look at, straight down at the ground and I proceed north. I definitely have. I I, I went through the, all the motions last week with Chalmers. Uh, Chalmers' awkward story of the week. Uh, oh, you had a similar experience? Well, no, just but just in general, like I I will often mistake people's looks for like a you know a, a desire for more of an interaction and then you smile or you, you wave and then you just want to go out and hide in a dumpster like the old someone's looking past you but they look and smile and you like wave back but they're looking at someone oh I, uh, like my entire high school career was full of those moments where it's oh, like really? oh hey i missed you and it's like I can't believe you missed me. Oh, you didn't miss me. Oh, no. I had a horrible one at Second Cup probably like two months ago. It wasn't a look or anything. I'm standing in Second Cup. The girl immediately in front of me, I only saw her like a side profile. And it looked she looked from a side profile exactly like somebody I know. And the girl I'm thinking of, we went to school together and we always just had ridiculously inappropriate jokes with each other. Oh, this isn't setting up well. That was just like the kind of uh, relationship we had. And then so I, I looked and I said something. I wish I could remember what I said, but it was absurd. And she turned around and looked at me. I'm like, huh, that's not the right person. And I just looked around and I quickly turned around and I went to Starbucks, oh, no. walked straight out and I probably ruined that girl's day. What did you say? I wish I could remember, but it was something creepy and weird for That's sure. That's convenient. <laughs> See, I have, I also have the problem too, where I grew up in Edmonton and I went to elementary school with a lot of people and junior and the same junior high with a lot of people. And moving out to Nova Scotia, I like I kept their memories in my head or whatever because sad Dan held on to things, but of course they just forgot who I was and moved on. And often this is not I will, this is so depressing. And often like, I will run into people in a grocery store or whatever. I will remember them from junior high and yeah. elementary school and I'll be like, Hey, and smile at them or whatever. And it's always the same. Who are you? And so I just flip uh, that to your advantage. Like I'm your friend, Dan from junior <laughs> high, you forgetful motherfucker. One time I was at the mall. Now, do you know where uh, the fancy land hotel entrance is on the main floor? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you keep walking to the right hand side, there's like a very nice marble staircase that goes mm-hmm. up and wraps mm-hmm. around. Yep. Okay. What's up that staircase? Well, phase two is on the second <laughs> floor. <laughs> so I'm like 16. I'm rolling hard at the mall as you do. I'm not like junior high rolling at the mall hard, but I'm like not old enough to go to bars rolling hard. And I'm walking down those stairs and two girls my age are walking towards me, and I'm by myself, and I go, you know what, Wanya, you should do what all the cools do and smile at these girls and see what happens. And they <laughs> smile, and as they smile at me, I trip. Ooh. And I go, like, flying down the second half of the circular staircase, like, tripping as I go, <laughs> and, like, miraculously stuck the landing. And I was so embarrassed, I couldn't even look back up the stairs to see if these girls were going. That was the last time I smiled at a girl in public. So, yes, sir. Off Twitter, I have regretted it as well. One Yukon Jack asks, Edmonton's hidden gem is blank. Wanya, I'm interested in your answer because you're a man of the city. You've been many places. Let me think about a really good hidden gem. I want to think about it, too. 
Okay, I'll go. You know what? Queen Donaire, Jasper Ave, after the bar. Hidden gem. It's not hidden. Everybody's in there, but I love it. There's no better place for me when I'm drunk and shit-faced and looking mm-hmm. for something to eat mm-hmm. than that Queen Donaire right behind the pint. And they got the fancy new chairs they must have bought off of a wedding venue that shut. And they're mm-hmm. like inappropriately mm-hmm. flamboyant. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Dan, what do you got for a hidden gem in town? Uh, you know what? And it sounds like I'm a Edmonton prospect shill now, but uh, yeah, no. I, I really enjoy Telus. Sorry, Remax Field. Yeah. Uh, formerly John Ducey Park. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's always been, it's always been an underutilized uh, building in this city and an underappreciated building in the city too. Actually, you know what? To answer the question really well, you and I, Wanye, we went for, uh, we were just hanging out last summer and you took me down near the river by the zoo kind of. Yeah. That's, That's sick, a hey? really cool area down See, there. Yeah. I don't even know. How would you describe how to get there? Because it's beautiful. There's dogs in, everywhere. You can walk down by the river. It's yeah, really just pretty. just drive down the Valley Zoo, and there's like ancillary parking there. And I, I would honestly say like the whole River Valley, although it's not quite as like slept on as it was five years ago. But there is just, you know, year round, there are so many nice vantage points. Yukon Jack and I took a boat. Uh, last week, and I'll, I'll wait for him to come on the show because we almost died, legit. And I'm like, holy shit, if we both died right now, like people would actually care that you died, but whatever for me. <laughs> Who is the other guy? Yukon Jack yeah. dies and friend. Yukon Jack and unnamed homeless man <laughs> die in boat with girl. Um, I love the River Valley, to be totally honest with you. And I think there's a million vantage points, whether it's down by the Valley Zoo or, or over by the baseball stadium where Dan's talking about or here at Little Brick, which apparently is all lawnmowers and fucking saws right this now. This is the worst timing. These goddamn the people keep coming and mowing when we're open. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.